It's the last weekend of August, the year 2020, and a very trying, strange summer, and what has been a very strange and trying year uh, is coming uh, to an end. Uh, There's been so much that is going on, not only this year or this summer, but just in the past week or two. Uh, We've seen the unrest in Wisconsin with the shooting of Jacob Blake. The aftermath of that, uh, we had the Republican National Convention. And look, uh, this has been a summer of protest. Uh, But the issues are not new. The issues of justice and systemic racism and bias have been with us for a very long time. And I think... The question that I always ask myself is, will there ever be a moment, will there ever be a Star Wars-like moment when it comes to this battle uh, against uh, injustice? And by Star Wars, I mean the very first Star Wars film, also known as Star Wars A New Hope. You know the end of the film after they've blown up the Death Star and you see... Luke Skywalker and Princess Leia and Han Solo and Chewbacca, they're receiving uh, medals from the Rebel Alliance. And of course, it's this uh, symbol of great victory. Now, of course, there are more movies and there are highs and there are lows and there are lows and there are highs. Uh, But you do wonder, would there ever be a moment in the story of America and racism and discrimination where we will be able to celebrate a true celebration to say that we have turned a corner. Now, we have had moments where we have turned a corner. Uh, it's important to to reflect that. You know, we just had the anniversary of the famous March on Washington 57 years ago. And look, the Civil Rights Act and the, and the subsequent ones and legislation in the 1960s were huge and we should not discount them. Uh, but obviously, uh, you know, more work had to, has to be done and had to be done. And we're still not there yet. And to, I'll be honest, I don't know when we will get there. Uh, this is sort of situations where you have to re- sort of reconcile the fact that, uh, you know, there are battles that you start or be a, are a part of that you may not see the outcome. You may not know the final result. Uh, we may not see it, so uh, we can only hope, right? And, and sort of, sort of build a foundation of more love and compassion and justice and empathy, and sort of keep passing that along, planting those seeds of righteousness, so that they, they can bear fruit, perhaps in our time and also in the subsequent time afterwards. Now, the very sad news. Uh, this last night, um, Chadwick Boseman, a very talented actor, uh, passed away after a, a battle with colon cancer, uh, which no one knew of. Uh, I had never heard of him being sick, and uh, apparently no one really knew, uh, so, you know, Hollywood gossip, anything like that. And a really talented actor, he played so many iconic figures. He played Jackie Robinson, he played James Brown, he played Thurgood Marshall. And, of course, he really uh, became a global star uh, when he began playing the character of Black Panther in the Marvel uh, Cinematic Universe movies. 
uh, it's really uh, Black Panther was is and you know, was a cultural phenomenon when it was released a couple years ago. Uh, took the box office by storm, and uh, Chadwick Boseman, like a lot of great actors who play superheroes, really uh, sort of disembodied what that character was supposed to be you know, with you no know, integrity and honesty and warmth and intelligence. And uh, the last thing I watched from it was Spike Lee's The Five Bloods, which is currently airing on Netflix. And uh, he's a really talented actor, uh, gone too soon. And, you know, I think people probably spend time looking at some of his film, his performances, and sort of uh, honoring them, celebrating them, and also wondering what could be. Uh, because, you know, I, I believe he's 42, about to turn 43 later this year. And that's still very young for an actor. So you think about, now, you think about the performances uh, that he still had in him. The the amazing roles in movies he still uh, could have done. And so it's, it's a, a, a tragedy in so many ways, especially for his family and loved ones. So rest in peace to Mr. Chadwick Bosman. So... Since we're on the topic of movies, uh, a movie that I recently saw, a movie that I've been wanting to watch for years, but just didn't get around to it, uh, is The Sheltering Sky, based on the 1949 novel by Paul Bowles. And Paul Bowles was a music composer who uh, left uh, America, left New York, and he settled in Morocco, in Tangier, uh, in North Africa. And he wrote these um, really sort of these amazing novels uh, set in that uh, area. Uh, and The Sheltering Sky is one of them. It's, it may might be his most famous work. Uh, so I finally saw the film, which was made and released uh, in 1990. It was released in 1990. Uh, by, and it stars John Malkovich and Deborah Winger. And I have to say... Uh, I was really eager to see the movie because I love the book so much. It's a great book, but when I was like, the book, the movie's probably not gonna be you know as good as the book. But I really did enjoy the movie. Um, of course, John Malkovich, who's decades just been giving great performances. Uh, but what I really liked about this movie is a uh, Deborah Winger, who's super talented uh, actress. Who sometimes you, I, you know, almost forget, right? Because but she has so many great roles, right? But she's uh, really sort of a standout in this film. And for the plot, if you want to know what it's about, it's about a couple American couple who are uh, traveling uh, in, in Morocco. It takes place uh, sometime after World War Two. They were for friend, and. Uh, it's almost hard to put into words. Things do not go well on this trip that they're on, and uh, so the, there's this the couple, uh, the foundation, the relationship uh, seems rocky, and this trip really puts a test to it in many ways, and they are really tested by the environment, and uh, in many ways the culture and the people. And I think you know you should see the movie for yourself. I don't want to really spoil anything, uh, because uh, and also if you haven't read the book, you should read the book. And uh, this morning, before I was going to record this, I saw that uh, 
another someone else had passed away. Julia Reed, who was a journalist and writer, uh, wrote for many publications like Vogue and other places. Uh, she used to we see her on, on cable TV uh, many years ago talking about politics. Uh, and she, she had a lot of wit. She was from the South. She was uh, born in Mississippi. And she just had a lot of a sort of wit and intelligence. And, she, you know, she, re, over the years, she's been writing a column called The High and the Low for Guardian and Gun Magazine. Which you might think, okay, why is this dude from New York reading Guardian and Gun Magazine from New York City? But it's actually, uh, the focus on, like, Southern culture is very interesting to me. Me being uh, the, the son of, of two parents with Southern roots. And uh, she, so the high and low was a very entertaining and insightful column. In fact, she, uh, I don't have the title right now. She wrote uh, one uh, column about maybe five years ago, five or six years ago, which is, might be the funniest thing I've ever read anywhere. Uh, it was about politics. Uh, it dealt with uh, Louisiana uh, with the former governor, Edwin Edwards, who had gotten some trouble back in the day. And also... Uh, interjected uh, a trip uh, to uh, Paris to a fashion show and she's just a really talented writer so I was really sad to to see that pop up on my phone that she had uh, passed away so back to this very strange summer where we've seen you know we just saw her uh, tropical storm Laura was was landed as a hurricane uh, down the Gulf Coast uh, caused some damage, not as much as expected, thankfully, even though uh, I did see that a 14-year-old girl lost her life, which is uh, very tragic. And, uh, of course, I think we were expecting some some rough weather here in the New York metropolitan area over this last weekend of August, where, you know, I saw a news report about indoor dining and outdoor dining, excuse me, outdoor dining. A lot of restaurants want indoor dining, but here in New York City, uh, they are sort of forced to rely on outdoor dining. So there's a lot more street closures and things happening. And uh, it's really, you know, the restaurant industry is the heart and soul in many ways uh, of New York City. Because, you know, more reason when people come to New York, they want to check out their restaurants. Also, the people who work in restaurants, the the line cooks, the dishwashers, uh, the, the the wait staff, the host and hostess, you know, uh, these jobs are a lifeline. And if they don't exist, then, you know, it has a huge impact on not only on the economy of the city, but also, I think, on the culture. Uh, as we're trying to get back to normal, uh, whatever that could be, whatever that will be, uh, we don't quite know yet. But, you know, it's, you know, everyone is trying to, everyone's trying to survive. The businesses are trying to survive. People are trying to survive. Uh, not only, you know, just from economically and physically, but I think emotionally, people are trying to survive. People are trying to get through these very hard times as best as they can. And look, it's difficult. You turn the news on or you look on Facebook and or any other social media and you see except maybe Instagram. Uh Instagram is like an alternative universe 
which I actually like. I like I think I spend more time on Instagram uh, than I do any other social media platform, which is I like it because hey, there's a lot of pretty pictures. Sometimes there are pretty people in the pretty pictures. Sometimes there's really nice pictures of food. Uh, you know, where on Twitter there's like everyone's uh, a political expert, including myself. Sometimes, right? We've all got strong opinions about things happening. And then on Facebook, I, I don't even know what... I can't even describe Facebook anymore. I, I don't think even Mark Zuckerberg knows what Facebook is anymore. Except that it makes him a lot of money. But uh, it's just, you know... There's a part of me, as much as I love the instant access to information and, and to people... There's a part of me that would love to disconnect the internet. Maybe for... I don't know. Maybe for a trial period. Maybe for 90 days if there was no internet. I, I would just love... For our brains to sort of uh, get a little less mushy from so much inundation of information and opinion. I don't know. I don't know if the human brain was meant to know so much about other people's thoughts. I think that the mystery of not knowing everything about what everyone is thinking all the time is 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 healthy. And and since we are so in tuned. We may know too much. Now, of course, we don't have to. There are plenty of people who are not on social media, which is all always seems kind of like, whoa, you can do that? You don't have to be connected? But for some people, they don't. Now, depending on what field you work in, or some people don't have a choice. They have to be on social media. But for the people who don't have to be on it and who are not on it, I kind of, I'm envious of them. Because it's like, wow, that's like real power. You, you're really disconnected. You're really detach uh, from some of these things right now I'm talking to you I'm looking at a banana a banana that uh, is probably going bad uh, fruit fruit is good for you but sometimes finding good fruit it can be very difficult and I felt like this year maybe it's just me I felt like this has been a very hard time finding good fruit I don't know because of probably the impact of not enough laborers and, and that's that's a, another separate issue we could talk about sort of, uh, when it comes to immigration and uh, sort of that also with COVID-19. So I just feel like there's a lot of things that are just uh, not, you know, like I said before, it's been a topsy-turvy. But does anybody use that word anymore? That term topsy-turvy? If they're not, I'm bringing it back. Topsy-turvy. It's been a topsy-turvy time. And... Like you, just trying to navigate through the best of things, but wanted to share some thoughts as a very strange summer is winding down on the last weekend of August.